This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort in Washington, D.C. Check out that website, districtsentinel.com. We've got a little pupper in studio with us here walking around. This is where the uh, live stream comes in handy so the people can see the pups in the studio. We could be lying right now, for all you know. Maybe there isn't a dog, and maybe we're fucking with you. You, There's no way of you to know. There's no way of you to know, unless the dog barked, then... That would really question our reputation as newsmen (laughs) if we lie about a dog when there is no dog. Uh, there is a dog. <laughs> Just like Brian Williams. When I was in Iraq, I was on a helicopter, and there was a dog on the helicopter. <laughs> RPG fire started coming in. Wait a second. There was no dog, no dog. on the helicopter. <laughs> but there is a dog in studio. We're going to bring the live streams back soon. We've uh, been on a live stream hiatus lately. We're working on the haiku book. We've uh, got some good uh ms paint drawings that we've been working on uh that's coming out later this week um but we're, we'll bring the live stream back maybe, maybe thursday i'm thinking thursday is a good day to bring the live streams back and then next week um we've got a whole new schedule that we're going to start doing uh, at the start of the new year we'll have some uh, announcements about that we're going to be doing some other cool stuff so stay tuned more mouth cam coming we promise the mouth cam isn't going uh, anywhere. If you've ever had suggestions for District Sentinel segments, now is possibly the time to do it. Yeah. Because as Sam we're mentioned, mix we're, up we're, we're mixing things up. And as always, we want to know what our listeners and our viewers and our subscribers want. And uh, let us know. You know, let us know if you uh, if you want us to start reviewing fast food. <laughs> I think there's people who already do that, unfortunately. <laughs> They've already got that. All right. Uh, but there's probably already gambling podcasts, too. So <laughs> not giving anything away there. Um, <laughs> we're not doing a gambling show. That's just something we've wanted to do. <laughs> All right. It is. Should we just get on with uh, what we what we actually do? Yeah, let's do it. It's let's Tuesday, it. December 11th, 2018. Here's the news. <laughs> The head of Customs and Border Patrol testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee today. Kevin McAleenan denied that CBP agents targeted women and children on November 25th when they fired tear gas at asylum seekers approaching the southern border, images of brutality that have been seen all around the world. Here's an exchange with Texas Republican John Cornyn illustrating what that and what the administration's war on immigrants is all about. Right-wingers want to criminalize asylum-seeking. The first voice you'll hear is McAleenan. If you're very likely to be allowed to stay in the U.S. indefinitely, uh, that, that's a huge incentive uh, to try to come unlawfully. And you pointed out that the, the, the gap that they've also figured out is to make a, an asylum claim, um, and that that used to not be common, but now it is uh, common. Is it your belief that uh, these migrants who come into the United States are coached? Uh, to say the magic words to basically invoke uh, our laws governing asylum? I think the dramatic increase is explained by both smugglers and migrants' awareness uh, that that it's a good way to be allowed to stay in the United States. Now, I said before that this is all about 
criminalizing asylum seeking it well it's all about white nationalism and yeah. criminalizing asylum seeking is just a way uh of furthering white nationalism of course they in the, in that exchange there neither man talks about uh perhaps the reason for an uptick in asylum seekers is the fact that there's a breakdown of uh, certain governments and states in Central America, partially caused by American policies, uh, mostly caused by American policies, in fact, but uh, you won't hear that today at the Senate Judiciary Committee. McAleenan also denied that the Trump administration is currently planning to once again ramp up family separation and the detention of child migrants. Listen to this exchange he had with Dianne Feinstein. My understanding is they're building four separate places to house children in California alone now. So something's going on that says that children are being taken from their parents. We're unable to confirm that, Senator. I did have our, our congressional affairs team reach out to HHS to make sure they connected with their staff, but uh, we're not aware of any additional uh, child centers being built in California. I'll get, I'll get that information. I'd like to go and see them uh, myself. And uh, we will let you know if she does and talks about it. Another noteworthy moment from this hearing, Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy talked about draconian interior enforcement a lot of you who live in border states near the uh, either border, the, the U.S.-Canada uh, or U.S.-Mexico border, probably know about this, how border patrol agents uh, can get away with a lot and how most people don't have any constitutional rights within 100 miles uh, of a border. So here it was Leahy from Vermont talking about how he was personally affected by this when visiting his home state. This clip runs a little bit, but I think it's worth letting run. CBP is usually kind of dragnet vehicle checkpoints throughout the interior of Vermont. Uh, most Vermonters don't carry their passports. But when you board a Greyhound bus or stop a car just outside of Burlington, there's a feeling that maybe racial profiling, and I will admit it's not all racial profiling. I got stopped 75, mi 75 miles from the Canadian border when I asked the... Uh, Border Patrol officer, what a, by what authority was stopping me, he patted his gun. He said, that's all the authority I needed. Now, it did change a little bit when the supervisor came around the corner and saw the license plate of my car, which is one. And it calmed down a little bit. But most Vermonters don't have that. People have been late for work and everything else. They've been having to prove they're, they're citizens. They haven't gone anywhere near the border. When one group is targeted, in this case, undocumented immigrants, when they're targeted and scapegoated, everyone loses. Everyone loses their rights. One more thing worth mentioning about the hearing, Louisiana Republican John Neely Kennedy defended Trump's push for a border wall by praising other border walls in <laughs> Israel, Saudi Arabia, and Hungary— in other words, the U.S. should be more like the apartheid state, the psychotic monarchy, or the anti-Semitic fascist creeps who blame George Soros for everything. Trump era, once again, means saying the quiet part loud. Very loud. Democratic leaders Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer met with President Trump at the White House today to discuss the budget and avoid a looming government shutdown. And at least the televised portion of the meeting didn't go so well, with Trump concluding at the end of it, that, yeah, he's going to shut down the government. 
And yeah. you want to shut it down. I, you no, keep no, talking no, no, no. about the it. The last time, Chuck, you shut it down. No, no, no. And then you opened it up times. very quickly. And 20 times. I don't want to do bum, what you did. Bum, 20 bum, times. I'll take it. Okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, absolutely. Fair enough. And we I am disagree. proud, and I'll we tell you disagree. what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle Good. of shutting down. That is and I'm going to shut it down for border but we security. You shouldn't okay. shut it down. But Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Guess I should have done the curb music toward the end of the, tr uh, the, end yeah. of the clip. There. As you said, it sounds like an argument on the after. <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it does oh man okay well there you have it what's funny is these negotiations were supposed to be private but trump invited the cameras in for like 15 minutes and debated with chuck and nancy until he got so mad about it all that he said he's just gonna shut it all down so which probably looks good for him to be honest i mean nancy and chuck don't look very principled there yeah and uh as usual because they want to give up tons of money for the wall. Yeah, that's that's where things stand right now with major parts of the government slated to shut down on December 21st. Absent a new funding agreement, Trump wants $5 billion for a new wall. Chuck and Nancy are willing to give him $1.5 billion, <laughs> which is way too generous in my opinion, but likely not enough to avoid a shutdown at this point. And, and you hear that. You hear the equivocation and the triangulation in their voices. Yeah, they, You hear them be like, oh, well, we just don't want to shut down the government. You know what? Maybe you fucking should. Yeah. Several times during that televised portion, uh, Chuck and Nancy said, can we please just do this without the cameras? Can we please negotiate behind closed doors? Because they're ready to give them, give them stuff. They're ready to give them oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To right, totally folks. unequipped. Totally unequipped, Chuck and Nancy. Totally unequipped for this moment. Once again. Once yeah. again. Yeah. Once again, it's time for a poetry break in the show. The time where we read haiku for our new subscribers. I'll go ahead and go first. This one's for Tom. The ice melts away, revealing a large trash heap. Nira Tandon's tweets. Thank you, Tom. If you find Nira's tweets on the ground, please scoop them up using a plastic bag. Yes. Otherwise, you could get fined by the city. Finally, this is for Maria. I had it for you. I bought you a cheeseburger, but a duck stole it. Mm, sorry about that, Maria. And thank you for signing up. I swear the duck stole your cheeseburger. I swear this is what happened. Thanks to all the new subscribers over at Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month gets you access to bonus content. We've got all sorts of other perks. You can become a sponsor of the show where we give you a shout out at the end of each show. You can also name the dang studio, call the Sentinel Fort, almost whatever you want. We'll comply with most requests. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Keep your eyes peeled for that haiku book. I also, I also have a feeling some of the art from the haiku book will be spun off into t-shirts, possibly <laughs> coffee mugs. 
<laughs> That's your hope. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll discuss this. Last night, House members in... <clears throat> Excuse me. Last night, House members and senators released the report from the Farm Bill Conference Committee. As expected, House Republicans will not get the tougher requ- work requirements on food stamps that they wanted. This is very good news. There will, however, be changes to the food stamp or SNAP program, one that looks like it could be abused by miserly officials looking to shame poor people. This year's Farm Bill creates a food stamp national accuracy clearinghouse ostensibly to stop people from receiving benefits in more than one state. Lawmakers behind the legislation insist that this will not be used to deny people access to food. The conference report's authors said they, quote, do not intend for this data matching to impede access to SNAP or delay certification of eligible households. We'll see about that, I guess. Despite not getting tighter work requirements in the Farm Bill, the Trump administration could be looking to deny people food stamps by decree. Politico reported last week that Agricultural Secretary Sonny Perdue will try to limit waivers that states can grant for existing work requirements. Purdue is expected to introduce the law change after the farm bill is signed into law. Congress typically aims to pass a farm bill once every five years. Finally, the Union of Concerned Scientists released a new report this week exhaustively detailing how Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke has committed his department to purging scientific data and scientists themselves that he doesn't like. It cites dozens of examples of the Interior Department erasing climate change regulations or even just references to scientific research around climate change or around the health effects of certain industry practices. It really is staggering going over this list. We've got the lifting of a moratorium on new coal leases on public lands that happened right off the bat, the termination of an advisory committee on climate change, the halting of a study on the health effects of mountaintop removal mining, rescinding fracking rules, the removal of climate change from the department's five-year plan, canceling a review of work safety on uh, regulations on offshore oil rigs, the reassignment and reprimanding of department scientists working on climate change, the politicization of research grants. That's just naming a handful of them. There's like a couple dozen examples here. The Union of Concerned Scientists made a number of recommendations to Congress. They want increased oversight of the department, protection of whistleblowers, and mandating the protection of climate change research. One thing that could make oversight of the department more difficult for the general public, at least, Interior just appointed a new overseer of its Freedom of Information Act requests, and it's not some bureaucratic official who's been working in this field as it normally is. Nope, instead it's some Koch brother flunky. (laughs) Flunky. (laughs) (laughs) Tobias Flunke. Uh, Daniel Giorgiani, former advisor to Charles and David Koch, literally, he's a political appointee who has been serving as solicitor at the department. Well, last month, Zinke transferred FOIA authority over to him. That's according to documents uncovered by the Center for Biological Diversity. A separate document released in March through FOIA shows that Giorgiani will likely be biased in how responsive he is to records requests. He wrote in an email to another staffer, quote, at the end of the day, our job is to protect the secretary. That, that's not that's not the job. No. That's not the job at the in, interior in department. The, the start, the middle, or the end of the day. No, this is happening as the department deals with a thirty percent increase in FOIA requests since Zinke took over. All right, that'll do it for the newscast today. 
Thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing. If you're one of the subscribing listeners, we've been giving away a few of these shows for free in order to give a little taste to everybody and what they're missing. But these are going to go back behind the paywall very soon. So subscribe while you can. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Also, not to undermine your pitch there, but if you cannot currently afford a, uh, a, a subscription to Patreon, let us know. We have a list where we blast out the show to people. It's uh, true. And we don't want... We'll add you to the list. We don't want money to be an issue, but help us keep this little thing chugging. Yes, we have a list for the temporarily unsubscribed. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Thank you to our sponsor, the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. We don't means test the list either. We don't. We don't. <laughs> All right. The newscast is back tomorrow. We're here in D.C. so that you don't have to be.